Yeah. Spoilers. Get some. Spoiler season with us. New cards. Welcome to Spoiler Season Episode 3 for Guilds of Ravnica. Before we get started here, thanks to our sponsors, New England Comics, you can find on Facebook at NEC Coolidge, and to Flipside Gaming, you can find online at flipsidegaming.com. So, Katie, we have an exciting batch of spoilers ahead of us tonight. Uh, we're going to start off with some guild gates. Uh, we get, you know, a guild gate for two guild gates for each guild. Um, and the cool thing about this is it means they will show up twice as often. Is that true? Yeah. So if you look at the numbering, right, like they have their different art and different flavor text. Uh, the rules text and obviously the same. And they're actually different numbers. And the, yeah, the numbers are different, right? So oh Celestia Guildgate is 255 and 256. So many common slots are going to be taken up with these lands. Yeah, but we're going to... That's going to be really annoying, isn't it? Like when you're drafting? I don't think so. Ravnica's... I mean, this is a pretty large set, uh, like 259 cards. Um I think before we've seen they've done it, there was like one set where they had like 10 dual lands and like this is pretty close to that, right? We're getting 10 lands. Oh, because oh, we're only doing five guilds per right, set. Right, right. At common at least. Um, okay. I just think, and I think this is great. I think it'll make the a lot easier to play three colors. Yeah, I just like, yeah. I just really liked when it got stuck into the mana slot, having the dual lands mm. in the last set. I thought that was very nifty. That's fair. I don't know if they're doing that or not for this. Um, I haven't like read anything about it, mm. but based on the fact that... They're printing so many dual lands at common, they probably yeah, don't need it. Yeah, it kind of looks like they might not be. Yeah. But uh, the, the Guild Gates, you know, take a look at them. The art is gorgeous. Uh, I, I really like the art on a couple of these. And the and flavor cool text that, is neat. Right. Um, and each of the, the different flavor texts each have different art yeah and uh each one is deals with kind of the guild leader and then the, the guild champion as well so uh that's a fun little bit so uh also gates are going to be relevant as we're going to read from a couple of cards that we're uh, going to see tonight as they were relevant last time oh, amazing the <laughs> yes, good old days a whole of deck in fact was yes. built around those gates a if i recall i played a lot of yeah. also a turbo fog deck you know, so. Oh yeah, so you know, Nexus come of Fate, full bring circle. it back. Yep. Nexus of Fate, Mazes End. Oh, one deck. That's what we need to do. So we'll start off just with a common here, uh, Blade Instructor. This is white three for a three one with Mentor. So, pretty standard card. Uh, we often get three mana, the three ones um, in white with some kind of thing tacked onto it, uh, and you know, Boros is an aggressive guild, so. Three ones are okay, but for three mana. Eh. Mm -hmm. But mentor seems these so. Again, though, we're like we're still waiting on these, like reasonable cheap cards to like mentor, right? To put the counters yeah, who, on. Who will you mentor, Blade Instructor? Uh, I don't know. Blade Instructor says, "Watch carefully. The gap between death and victory is thinner than your blade." Ooh, oh, dang! That oh, flavor text, though. Yeah, yikes. Uh, the cool thing you can see in the art, too, there's, uh, you know... There's someone behind someone being Someone behind mentor? being mentored, yeah. 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 Uh, okay, next card is Runaway Steamkin. This is red one for a 1-1 one, one elemental. Kind of surprised oh. this isn't, like, doesn't have the uh, is it watermark on it. But uh, anyways, whenever you cast a red spell, if Runaway Steamkin has fewer than three plus one plus one counters on it, put a plus one plus one counter on Runaway Steamkin. And then you can remove three plus one plus one counters from Runaway Steamkin and add red, red, red. So you have to cast 
spells to put counters on it, and then you get more mana. In a quick burst, yeah. In a quick burst, at any time. So the flavor, I think, is strong, right? If like, oh, like you're building up pressure, and then it bursts, yeah, right? So good. like a fun yeah. little steam flavor, uh, steam design. Uh, in terms of the mechanics, that's a rare too. So like, that's a rare. Yeah. Sorry. So it's never going above four four. Uh, and I, I, Oh, right. The counters actually do make it larger. I forgot. They do, but you also can't put more than three on. Right. Right. So like, uh, like, so it could be a two mana four, four, but, but not really. Like it's, it's a two mana four, four several turns later, Mm. like, especially in limited where you're only casting one spell a turn for the most part. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I'm sure like in limited, you know, at four least fours it's are any kind of and... spell, right? Like yeah. all your creatures and your one removal spell that you picked up. Do you feel like the second ability is a useful thing? Not really. Me neither. Like, okay, so you play this, let's say, on turn two. Turn three, you cast one spell, one red spell. Turn four, you cast one. Turn five, you cast one. Now you have eight mana. Like, what are, what are, you, yeah, I don't know. What are you doing that you need to do? It's also a little for? tricky that it requires red spells. Like, if you're in two or three colors, yeah. you might not you be might casting not. a red spell every yeah. turn, at least in, in limited. Right. And so standard, then maybe on turn like six place. or seven, you have extra three mana. Yeah. And like, what are, what so are it's you kind doing of with that? Awkward card. It's yeah. a, I guess it kind of fits as an is it card, right? It does some like weird stuff and it kind of has like an adventurous feel to it. You're like yeah. putting counters on and then you remove them to do something completely unrelated and like. It's kind of a bizarre is it card. It fits. Yeah. It fits. Um, but it, it is strange mechanically. Yeah. So. Next up is Ionize. This is red blue one for an instant. It says counter target spell. Ionize deals two damage to that spell's controller. So another three mana counter spell. Yeah. We have uh, uh, another hard counter. Uh, yeah. This is a couple things interesting. So the art looks very blue. I don't see a whole lot of red in the art. Yeah, I'm curious like about a how. Yeah, in the corner. Yeah, I'm a little curious about how this art ended up in on this card. Like maybe it got swapped out for something else. I don't know. It, it, it does have the red. I can't tell. Like a cape. Like the guy's wearing a red cape. I yes. It's it's I don't not. Know. It doesn't really show with that. I don't know. It just looks like a typical counter spell. I guess there's like kind of lightning coming out the back, so like maybe that's the shock part. But I don't know. I think from a design perspective, the thing that's interesting about this is. Wizards has broken their rule about um, all hard counter spells must have two pips of blue in their convert mana cost. Mm. Um, so if you look back at any counter spell we've had recently that says counter target spell without a unless or, you know unless something happens, um, they've all been double blue. So this is interesting because it's you can splash it a lot more easily. Splash a hard counter spell with upside. It's like a cancel with upside that has an easier mana cost if you're in a blue red deck so that's really interesting um and in terms of gameplay Mm -hmm. uh this card is interesting because i think it it it's it's still i don't know if it's enough but it's a piece of like what the hypothetical blue red spells deck that we talk about every season sure that is never good enough to see play uh wait do we still have jaya remember jaya she works with sorceries but this is an instant. Mm. <laughs> Does Jai work with instants too? Uh, yeah, I think so. But like, 
Not really. Mm. Not this, not counter spells. True, true, true. Yeah. Mm, I see, I see. Yes. So, yes. uh. It's still bad. Yeah. But, like, the blue red deck is like a tempo kind of like burn deck, right? Yeah. Tempo like aggro. And if you look at a card like Spellcaller, right? Which, Spellcaller, super good card, but counters a spell and also applies pressure on the board, right? This card does something analogous to it. Not It's not as strong as Spellcaller, but analogous in that it is countering a spell, stopping your opponent from doing something, while simultaneously forwarding your game plan at least a little bit, right? Shock is is forwarding your game plan. Yeah. It's like a two-mounter counterspell with a shock that can only be directed at your opponent. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah, so... And, you know, a counter burn is another strategy that's popped up from time to time, but never been very viable. Uh, I'm still, like, not optimistic that that will be a thing. Um, but it's a cool card. For control, you easily take the other counter spell that we talked about. Because the surveil is just so much more important surveil than two so, damage. You don't care at all about the two damage. Yeah, you do don't anything. care about the two damage until you're, like, settled and trying to kill them. Even then, I don't care about two Right, you don't care about two damage. Ever, right? Yeah. Um, so this is just, yeah, it, it's not for a control deck. It's for a different deck, um, which may or may not exist. So, mm. yeah. Cool. Next up is Deafening Clarion. What's a Clarion? What's a Clarion? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, <laughs> it, whatever it is, it's Deafening. This is Red, White, One, Sorcery. <gasps> oh, you get choices. Yay. Okay. Choose one or both. Yeah. Or both for three mana. Okay. Deafening Clarion deals three damage to each creature. Ah. Creatures you control gain lifelink until end of turn. Ah. Sorcery, though. Okay. All right. Cool. Cool, cool. That's so, interesting. The nice thing about this is that we're getting... Why would you not just choose both? I, I mean, sorry. Okay, yeah, go on. <laughs> um, we're getting a replacement for Sweltering Suns. Oh. Right. The, the typical, like... Usually yeah. it's red, red, one, but we're getting a three mana deal three damage to everything, which is pretty important to have for um, like aggro decks. Also, the lifelink clause in here makes this actually extra good against aggro decks uh, because if against aggro decks, like especially post board, you're probably bringing this in post board, you're probably gonna have something that's like reasonably good at blocking anyways. So hopefully more than three toughness. Um, and that means you might be able to cast this and then get in like a hit with some lifelink and just put the game completely out of reach for them. Uh, so, I don't know. It seems, it seems decent. Uh, it's a little awkward that you do have to be in red-white. So, like, if you are just a, I don't know, blue-red control deck or something, like, you can't play this. You'd have to splash white. But it, it seems like Jessica should be really easy to do regardless. Cool, yeah. So this is, like, pose aggro sideboard. Yeah, I think that there are times where, as far as the options go, there are times where you'll choose to give your creatures lifelink but not deal three damage. But anytime you're dealing through damage, like the lifelink is just no a freebie. Reason, yeah. yeah, like I would always just declare both, even if I have no creatures, because uh, why, not? why not? There's no why downside. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, cool card. Uh, seems pretty good against aggro. Uh, I just don't know. Like, it's a little tricky, just the, like because it's, so recently, at least, because I'm bringing it against aggro, like Contraband Kingpin and stuff, like already have lifelink. Mm. Or they're like one fours, right? So then you're like, oh, well, I can sleep and then gain one life, which is fine. But 
not super exciting. I think you're usually playing this for the Sweltering Suns mode, the yeah. Anger of the Gods mode, and the lifelink will occasionally be some upside stapled on, but not... Incidental happy. Exactly. Not really the, the reason to play this card. Sure. Next, we have another Gobbo. We have Goblin Crater Maker. This is red one for a 2-2 Goblin Warrior. More choices. More choices. You can pay one, sacrifice Goblin Crater Maker, and choose one. Not both. Just one. Mm. Goblin Crater Maker deals two damage to target creature. Or destroy target colorless, non-land, permanent. Colorless, non-land, permanent. Also known as an artifact. Well, yeah, I was trying to think. Like, I mean, we're not going to have Devoid stuff in this set. But if we... Are the Eldrazi coming, Katie? Well, I was going to say, if we go somewhere next, or, or if this stays in standard and we get some sort of Devoid stuff coming our way, I don't know, I'll keep this in mind, I guess? I'm pretty skeptical that we're going to get Eldrazi, particularly yeah. so soon. I think more this is more of a uh, nod to like older formats, right? Carl, you just made a face. Oh, I, I just, you, you have to expand for me. Oh, sure. So like, uh, this card is really flexible. Uh, especially for like we've been seeing a lot of car like hate cards in for modern being printed in standard sets recently with yeah. like amulet of safekeeping damping sphere uh mm -hmm. or damping sphere i always damping. forget which one is. i think it's just damping yeah damping sphere um alpine moon etc um and uh, even like infernal reckoning right infernal yeah. reckoning was a colorless hate card as well right so right, right. it seems like maybe they were I don't really get it, but like it seems like they're scared of Eldrazi, so they're like, oh, we're going to print colorless hate cards. So like now you get to pay one, sack this, and blow up a Reality Smasher. Cool. Or Thought Not Seer. Nice. Um, but it just does, I don't know. And, and it, you know, the the other mode is like it's still going to deal two to a creature. So like I don't think this does that a great, like I'm not going to put this in a modern deck because of that reason. Um, so it's kind of awkward. But it's an interesting clause, and I don't really... Like, that's all I can think of. It's like, yeah. oh, it kills Eldrazi. But I don't really get why it's in standard. Um, and, like, why it's worded like that in standard. Maybe they were just thinking, well, we want an artifact hate, and, like, we'll just make it broader just because modern. Um, or there's, like, some colorless something <laughs> coming our ways that, that we, we don't know about. That we need to answer, yeah. I mean, we did lose a braid, but this is a lot worse than a braid uh yeah it's it's yeah i don't know if it's all it's like i think it's probably worse than a braid but it's just so different than a braid yeah. um like this is just a 2-2 body you don't have to tap it so you, as long as you have a mana up you can just blow something up whenever That's yes true. it's three mana instead of two but it comes on a 2-2 body, and it's split between two payments. Oh, yeah, you don't have to tap it, so you could do right. that the turn it comes Plus down. Plus the flexibility. Like, the card is good. Like, for standard, I think the card is, like, pretty reasonable. For if you just read it as destroy target artifact or deal two damage to target creature. I think it's a pretty reasonable card. Um, I think for standard, like, it's a little bit awkward because the body's not super impressive. Uh, like, I think if you're in goblins, you're probably, like, happy to play this card. Um, but other than that, I don't know that I would uh i don't know it's just like a it's a bizarre card because of the that that second clause is just kind of weird it, it it is it's kind of surprising but you know maybe we'll like face some really scary artifacts and then be like wow i'm so glad that red has this convenient no i mean if it said destroy our artifact it wouldn't be weird 
It's yeah. just the colorless null impermanent is weird. Yeah. Really. It's like a weird phrasing. I don't know why they're... Yeah. But, yeah. But, like, goblins typically, right, do get to blow up artifacts and stuff. So. They, they blow up everything. They blow up themselves. They blow up Yeah, as friends. this one does, right? Blows up yep. himself and kicks something with him. They always, I, I, I really like that about goblins. They're just, like, crazy yeah. little things. They, like, run around and just, like, blow <laughs> things up. And uh, in Limited, the card seems really strong. Oh, yeah. Uh, because yeah, yeah. it's a bear with, like, significant upside, Super right? Deeper. Main yeah. deckable artifact hate. Um, you get to kill a creature if you want, and it just attacks fine. Like, And it can make, like, combat look really funky, mm-hmm. you know, even as an onboard trick, because you're like, oh, do you want to block my four power with your six toughness? Cause, Definitely. Um, I mean, then they're two for one of you. But this isn't doing much in the league game yeah. besides that. So. Um, one, I guess one other thing, last, uh, last thing I'll say about this card that I like about it for standard is... I do think it's a reasonable sideboard card because what we've seen in standard is like if you have, let's say there's like an artifact deck in the format or a deck with a couple of artifacts that you're concerned about. Yeah. You bring in your card that says destroy target artifact. And we've been a little spoiled recently because a lot of these cards have had cycling recently. Um, Mm. But without that, you have to bring in these cards that don't do anything unless they have the artifact. They're just sitting in your hand dead. And this, actually yesterday we were talking about kind of how why one of the reasons why Fulminator is so good is because... It's a 2-2, and they have to spend a removal spell on it before they can do stuff, etc. And this is really similar, right? It's a 2-2. It's going to apply some pressure. If they don't have the artifact, it's still a 2-2. Maybe you can snipe off a creature. And if they do have the artifact, you can pop it. Or at least they, if they really want to keep their artifact around, they have to kill this before they can deploy their artifact. Uh, so I, I like I like this card as a sideboard card in standard, um, yeah. e- even though the rules text is a little bit strange. <laughs> uh, and I don't imagine it would see mean board play, but... Yeah, well, you know. it's hard to imagine, but... Yeah. But as a cyborg card, it's just it's pretty flexible, and like these effects staple onto bodies have typically been been reasonable. So yeah, cool. So next up is District Guide. This is green two for a an elf creature scout. It's a two two, and uh, when District Guide enters the battlefield, you may search your library for a basic land card or gate card. Reveal it, put it into your hand, shuffle your library. So the first card that uh, cares about gates a little bit. Yeah, so helps you get lands or colors or fixing, uh, but you know doesn't put it into play. So it's not ramp, but it will make sure that you hit your land drops in yeah. green. Yeah. Did Nissa uh, Nissa Flippy Dippy Nippus Nissa? Did she put the land on the battlefield? Do you remember? She put it in your hand. I think she might have put it on the battlefield. Since Nissa Vass would see her, right? Yeah. I think is her name. I'm, like curious. And then she flipped on. I thought it was in your right? hand. I don't think it's on the battlefield. Really? Yeah, it's put it into your hand. Uh, um, well, she was very good. Was she three? Also, she was three. Yep. Yep. Oh well, she was quite good. Yeah. But she also flipped into a planeswalker. <laughs> and she also restricted you to forest, though. Yeah. Um, yeah. and like even without the planeswalker morph mode, I don't remember if it's wood elves or something else. There's some other card that Nissa was very similar to Nissa that also saw play. That was just like this card, pretty much got you a forest. Yeah. So, in in limited. This card is fantastic. Oh, totally. Very, 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 very strong. It gets you... The fact that it gets you gates, and gates are going to be so prevalent, you're probably playing three color, two or three colors, really good. Second, the body, three mana, two, two, is not terrible. Um, <laughs> and it gets you basics as well, which is great. Um, and I, I think you could play this card in standard. Because it's so flexible, this effect has been good in the past. It might not be good enough now in standard, we'll, we'll see... Um, but I don't think, like, I can't just look at this and say, yeah, you're not, this isn't seeing any play in standard. I think there could be a place for this. What, um, what kind of place would you 
imagine for it in standard. I don't know. This is value, right? Like, this is just, like, you get a draw card when it yeah. comes down. It's a three mana 2-2 two, two that draws you a land. Uh, and not, But better than that, because it draws you whatever land you want if you have basics. Or gates if there is, like, you know, if there's a gate deck, which I can hope for. Mm-hmm. Uh, then it, it gets you whatever you need. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I like it. I think it's a, it's a nice card to have back. Cool. Yeah. Next is uh i'm gonna do the next two cards uh here these are my two favorite from the today's spoilers okay so the first one is guild summit this is blue two enchantment when guild summit enters the battlefield you may tap any number of untapped gates you control draw a card for each gate tapped this way and whenever a gate enters the battlefield under your control draw a card huh huh what do you think kate all right, so the first clause, you have to have, like, extra gates to just tap out and draw cards. Yeah. Uh, and then you will be tapped out. But that's pretty... I mean, okay, in limited, I would play this all day. Really? I mean, well, I mean, I, mean, I, I know card draw isn't that great. You need a decent number of gates, I think, before you can play this in limited. Hmm. Yeah. In, I'm thinking about this in Constructed. Katie, that's where I'm going. Let me tell you. Let me let me share my brain. Share my brain with our our listeners today. Gross. Uh, so I'm excited because now I'm not. I don't think I'm not saying tier one. Okay, I'm just <laughs> I'm just speculating here. Like tier three. We won't we won't worry about you know numbers that go <laughs> below three or anything. We do, we're just gonna say we're gonna just have fun here. All right. So in the last standard with Gates, I played Mazes End. Yes, tell us more about that. It was the best deck in the format. I crushed with it. It was Whoa. great. I got people to quit magic after losing to it because Turbo Fog is fun and interactive, regardless of that. Um, depending on the support we get here, you could conceivably build a deck in standard that has all gates or a large number of gates to make these kind of gate cards really strong. Additionally, Whoa, do you know what more? card is in standard right now, Katie? Do you know what card is in standard? Escape Shift. Scape shift isn't standard. More right like now. gate shift. Which means that you're able to scape shift and then draw a bajillion, right? So like the thing that scape shift been missing in standard is is where's the payoff for like landfall. And we have Tatiova, but she's a five mana two two or something. So like this that's is a not three great. mana enchantment. Uh yeah. And this is gonna like when it comes down, it's kind of so if, if you're playing all gates, then it's three mana, it's like blue two X, draw X cards really strong um or reasonably strong uh but then it has like a nissa emblem sable onto it yeah which is great uh but really the tricky thing about this hypothetical deck is the fact that the gates do have a downside they all come in tapped they all come in tapped yeah so the goal here downside what you might need to do is find a way to kind of circumvent that downside by just ramping um, so that like you don't you're not operating behind like a turn all the time one or two turns so things like scape shift things like mending of dominaria um crucible of worlds wait scape shift doesn't let you put more lands in it just lets you have the same number of lands yeah you I have know. to sack okay yeah yeah but then like you scape shift and then crucible back the things you sacked okay, or escape shift and then trigger mending and bring all your lands back okay so but, okay I'm just saying there's there's some synergy here. Our escape shift with Guild Summit and Tachova. Draw two cards for each Galandu. <laughs> I'm just saying there's some promise here. 
Okay, and uh, there there's a strong probability that there's, I will build this deck. There is some hope. Uh, yes, and yes. And a strong love for yeah. this kind of deck. Absolutely. I, you have. I'm a big fan of gates. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I also, in my Maze's End deck, uh, because Maze's End was five colors, obviously, because you have all guild gates, yeah. it, was, it was base band, right? You can be base three colors. That's a fine thing to do. Yeah. And then you splash and another two. Yeah, yeah. So what I would do is, even though it was base band, um, the next card down that you ran colors was red, and then black was just like you only ran one, but uh, one of each of the black gates. But post board, I would bring in crackling perimeter. Do you know what, what? that does? No. It's uh. So when people were like, "Oh, it's on turbo fog mazes," then like, uh, bring in the hate, and I'm like, "You can't beat this." this crackling perimeter is red one enchantment. Tap an untapped gate you control deal one to target creature or player oh my gosh that so is painful. i would kill people with crackling perimeter oh. instead of mazes end once they brought in like slaughter games or they would like um there i forget what the hate cards were but you could get rid of gates oh ashiok was in the set and if they uh exiled like one of your one of gates with ashiok you couldn't win anymore okay. so you had to bring in crackling perimeter you know i i yeah trust i had a lot of good cyborg tech for that that meta game but Unless someone played Mono Black to Ocean, which I heard a couple of people were playing at the time. And then people were like, Grey Merchant. And I was like, ah, oh, I lose. So, you know, you uh, you you live by the gate, you die by the gate. All right. So what what is this other card that you're interested in? Yeah, the other card that I'm interested in much more seriously uh, is Chemister's Insight. This is blue three, instant, draw two cards, jumpstart. Card's great. Um... We've seen, so like the the dr kind of idea of draw spells, right, in standard formats. We've seen things like Divination see kind of edge play, um, historically, not recently. Uh, Read the Bones was four of main deckable um, back when Red, Black, or Rixus was a deck. More of like a tap-out strategy than a, a draw-go strategy. Um, for Drago strategies to be viable, there need to be instant speed draw spells. We saw this with Sphinx's Revelation. We saw this with Glimmer of Genius in Hieroglyphic Elimination. Uh, generally what happens is the base rate is three mana for draw two. And then if you want to make that an instant, you add a mana. Uh, and you can kind of move up from there, right? So if you want to like draw three, you can you have it be one cost, and then you know, uh, draw three, at in, you have it be four, and then draw three at instant speed is five, and so on. So... Glimmer was great because it was draw two for four at instant speed, but it was also secret, like you're scrying two. So like you're getting a lot of value off of those two cards. Um, Chemistry's Insight is really, really strong um, because this is letting you draw out two cards. This The base card is Inspiration, which is blue three, just draw two cards, instant speed. Um, but then like at any point in the game, you can just be like, oh, let me just turn this card into my hand into a Chemist's Insight, which is incredible. That's so good. And you get to discard it too. So then it's like in your graveyard filling up for Escanta if you want. So like this is like kind of has a surveil with it, kind of, sort of. Yeah, so this is great. Just because like in the late game, you're a controlled, uh, you're not, I'm a controlled deck. So I'm a controlled deck in the late game. Sometimes you're like, oh, I'm kind of flooding out, or like, oh, I just need one more guess. And like, you have to dig to that next draw spell, but like, now you don't. Now you're like, oh, I have a draw. Like, the card is, this card is really good. It's really good. Like, I think this 
just mostly speaks to like the power of the jump start mechanic and if you put it on a good cart it's yeah. really really good it's so good like Gl- glimmer part of what made so glimmer was great don't get me wrong but in this standard part of what like glimmy glimmer strong was torrential gear hulk and just the fact yeah. that like if you have a glimmer in your gear hulk in your graveyard you get to do it again and chemistry's insight does that without torrential gear hulk right like torrential uh sorry chemistry's insight in a vacuum like i am tempted to say like could be just like, a little bit better than glimmer genius maybe not depends on uh, i don't know i'd have to play with both of them but I'm I'm really really high on this card. I think the card's great. It's a four of in every blue control deck you play. I like feel very confident saying that. Uh, the jump start here is just fantastic. So so good, so good. I can't wait to this card. I can't wait to use this card. This card is really really good. Pick them up quick. <sighs> okay. Wow. I'm so to, oh, to feel we like. And that's what I was scared of, right? If they don't reprint a format, an instant speed draw spell, then blue white control like could die. But this, they like, just the, did. I know. I'm saying I was scared uh-uh. because this has happened before, where they they don't print a draw spell, especially because Zorius isn't coming till next set. So they don't print a draw spell, then t- uh, Drago is dead in the water, and like you just can't play it anymore. Yeah, and you well, have to play some weird set. tap out deck. But now, Tefiri, settle, search, search, and our new glimmer. Yeah, so, next set. Blue white's probably going to be way too powerful. Well, that's it we're... already has so many good tools, and they're going to start printing Azorius cards. Well, so they were talking about this. Um, is so, I was speculating that uh, with the Azorius Guild, they, it, you know, I forget if it was the first time, or the second time. I think it was the first time around. They didn't make it super control oriented, mm-hmm. and it's possible that they could go back to that based on the fact that control is so good right now. Blue-white control is so good. Hopefully they realized that while they were developing. Hopefully. Uh, but interestingly, after I, we mentioned that on the podcast, uh, I was reading an article that Rosewater had written, and he actually said that was intentional, that the they couldn't push the Azorius Guild as a control deck in the first Rautica set because control was so viable at the time. Ah. So then the second time control needed help and it wasn't so viable, and they were like, you know what? Let's print Supreme Verdict and Sphinx's Rev. So, <laughs> you know, we'll see where they fall this time. But I I'm think... like, I hope they realize, like, they must know the power of Teferi. <laughs> I hope so. Because <laughs> uh, if they like, if they print any more good cards for control, like... It's going to be so yeah. dominant. We'll, we'll see what happens. But okay. I think that um, having this draw spell was an important development. Yes. Because now we have that missing piece that was rotating, right? We have our new cancel. We have our new Glimmer. Like, all of the key pieces of Blue Way Control that rotated have come back. Like, how awesome is that? Now all we need is, like, well, you don't need a finisher. You have to Fury. What am I talking about? Okay, cool. Yeah. I'm yeah. I'm pretty excited to play some and Blue And all White. these things are in standard for, like, the next two years. It's going to be such a good standard. It can literally only get better. Yeah. Ugh, that's so yeah. scary. That's so scary. We have a five-mana sweeper, cleansing Nova. We have everything we need. So Get ready, Katie. I think people are trying to. I think people are trying to push Jeskai. Like, there's some cards in here that make me think maybe they want Jeskai. Um, I'm on the blue white, the blue white yeah. train personally. Like, I, I mean, like, it seems like Jeskai land wise mm-hmm. won't be a, a huge cost because mm-hmm. we have such great fixing. But like, yeah, you I'm just not don't seeing need it. The red. Like the blue red cards, just and the white red. I'm just like, so eh. far, yeah. The blue white stuff just seems stronger. I could be wrong, but we'll we'll see. But uh, I, I I'm yeah. planning on jamming some straight blue white at first at least. So pretty excited about that. Alright. So next up is uh, Artful Takedown. This is black blue two instant. Choose one or both. Tap target creature. 
Target creature gets minus two, minus four until end of turn. Yeah. Four is a little expensive. Well, it's an instant, and it's yeah. a removal spell. Yeah. So I think it's really good for limited. Obviously not constructed, but for limited, yeah. um, it's really strong. It's kind of tempo-y. No, yeah. but this is just good. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, you, you can play it, like, if you want to tap a creature and attack and kill something, or make it so they, like, you know... Have yeah, it. but, like, we're playing things like five mana sorcery kill a creature, and that's good, yeah. right? Four mana sorcery kill a creature is good. This is four mana instant kill a creature, usually, with upside of tapping something else. This yeah. seems really strong. Um, you get to, like, yeah, like you were talking about, too. Like, you can use it, certainly, as, as like, a tempo kind of two-for-one clear the way for an attacker get through. Um, but I, I just like this as the removal spell. Removal spell is great. Yeah. It's kind of weird. This is the second card, too, that's, like, the two modes are not equal. No. Uh, like the Sweltering Suns one. Yeah. Deal three to everything and cruise control get lifelink. It's, like, one of these is better. But unlike the Sweltering Suns one where, like, you could see plenty of scenarios where you wouldn't want to deal three to every creature mm. this like there's almost no reason not to just tap a creature yeah. and give something unless your opponent only has one creature yeah in which case you just do both i don't know i also i do like the fact that this also uh hits their the creature's power um because this mm. is a kill spell for anything with four toughness or less and for anything bigger, it's usually just going to kill it in combat anyways. Because yeah. it's going to make it so that it goes down on toughness, and then its power gets low enough that it can't kill your creature. So right. then it ends up making combat very profitable for you. So I, I like this card a lot. In Unlimited, oh, yeah. I'm... And it's a common. Yeah. What a strong... I, I, would, I would take this pretty highly, I think. Yeah. I, I, it I looks like can you be able to play Control uh, in, in this format. Could you might be, be able to. Be. Draft a bunch of these. Yeah, that's cool. I'm excited. Uh, next card is a reprint, a functional reprint, of Rupture Spire. I don't know why they didn't just print Rupture Spire. Because this is prettier. It is prettier. But, like, different. they probably could have taken the exact same art, put, like, a spire that's crumbling in it, and it would have been the same thing. So, oh, I, oh, I missed this. I'm so sorry. It's a gate. Mm. Oh, it's a gate. It's a gate. <gasps> We have a, we have a, a, new a gate. gold gate. Okay, we have a gold can you gate. read it, though, for Katie, people who might not remember? This changes everything. Okay. So Gateway Plaza is the card. It enters the battlefield tapped. When it enters the battlefield, sack it unless you pay one mana, and you can tap it to add one mana of any color. Look at that. This what? is so good. What? It's a gold gate. Yeah. It's oh, it should have been a bridge. There should have been a bridge on it. it should have been, and then you'd have a golden gate bridge. bridge. <laughs> uh yeah so R rupture spire wasn't very good <laughs> um this card is a little better because it's, it's a gate so like you can fetch it in limited with your gates cards and maybe it will see more like gates matters scout. yep so you know also like in ravnica too you really want the ability to play colors and spot your colors so rupture spire was out of not so valuable in the M19, which didn't super reward you for going to three colors, whereas this set will. So you might play a, this a little bit more, but, like, the downside is still pretty real. Um, like, gates coming in tapped is one thing, but this coming in tapped and then tapping another land is pretty bad. So Yeah, it's pretty slow. Yeah. Definitely not my favorite way to fix. I try to avoid this. I try to just settle on gates, but, like, you know, if the format ends up being slow, 
um, then you can probably get away with playing this card and just going like five color control and uh, play this if the format's slow enough. But with Boros in the format, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, all right. Well, next up, we have No Hide Ferox. This is green, green two for a six, six beast with hexproof. Mm -hmm. You can't cast non creature spells. Mm. You can pay two. Nullhide Ferrex loses all abilities until end of turn. Any player may activate this ability. Mm -hmm. oh, that's cool. If a spell or ability an opponent controls causes you to discard the Ferrex, put it onto the battlefield instead of putting it into your graveyard. Yeah. Oh, this makes me feel a little bit less bad about the Hexproof. Right? This design is better. It. Oh, yeah. Than Hexproof. Any time... All... Like, this is what I don't get. Literally every variant of Hexproof that they've come up with is better than Hexproof. It's like oh, yeah. at least a better gameplay than Hexproof. So like just stop playing Hexproof. Just yeah. like Because up front I, I saw this from afar and I was like, four mana six six hexproof and yeah. you can't cast non creatures. Like, who cares? You're in a green creature deck and they cannot kill this six six on turn four. Yeah. Um, I still think this will probably be hard to answer because if, if you have, for instance, the new black removal, that's five mana. It is now six mana to kill this outright, mm -hmm. but it's only four mana to kill it with a uh, trophy. <laughs> it's true. So, oh, but I really, really like the ability for either player to pay. I mean, like I assume you yourself will. Yeah. You're not going to pay this ability. <laughs> Your opponent's going to pay it. Yeah. I mean, you could play, pay it if you want to cast a non-creature spell, right? Oh, true. Yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. Because the only it reason... all, all abilities, not just Hexproof. Right, that's so that's true. the only reason that you would sure. pay it. Um, and, and the discard clause is weird, but... Well, nice. I'm, a, I'm a little in, interested by the fact that they've printed two of these now. Oh, you think there's going to be a lot of like opponents making you discard stuff? No, I'm just, I'm just saying it's interesting that Nullhide Ferox and the White Enchantment from M19 both have the, if you would discard this... Then, like, you know, the white one makes an angel, and this one just comes on the battlefield. Yeah. Like, that's interesting to me. I like it. It makes me wonder if we're going to get a uh, card like Liliana of the Veil, um, which, obviously, super high power level. I, I, I'm not saying it will be a Liliana of the Veil, but something, like, some kind of powerful discard card or Where something. to, like, mitigate that Yeah, because, like, why are you printing this many effects into standard? Yeah. It just seems odd. Is, is all I'm saying. So, like, it wouldn't surprise me if some, some kind of discard thing that, that we need to deal with. So do you think this makes it into standard? Um, the card is super weird to evaluate, right? Like, you yeah. can't play other non-creature spells. and I mean, but you can, but they just cost two more. It's like a tax on yeah. you. Yeah, so it's a tax on you. With the risk of, like, then you, lose your, you put your creature right. up for grabs. And then it's a tax for your opponent, but also it's a 6-6. Six, six. Right. On turn four, which is a good rate. Yeah. So typically, like the you know, when we get these big dumb like uh, four mana six sixes, mm -hmm. part of the reason they're not great is because they don't do anything; they just die. Right. Um, but we've even seen um, what's the demon, the black black two six six oh. flying demon from uh, M nineteen, the one with trample. Yeah. yeah I, oh wait, trample, oh M nineteen. Sorry, yeah. sorry. I was demon back of catastrophes, to... right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, does that like... have what clause is that? Does it have a clause on it? Yeah, I think you have to sack a creature to cast it. Yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. Well, you sack a creature, it dies or something when it comes in. Yeah, so um, that card saw a small amount of standard play in Zombies, in Mono Black Zombies. People were trying it out there. Um, so, I don't know. I think that this card 
is a little bit better than the typical four mana six six because it's harder to kill the turn it comes down um, just because of the tax. So your opponent, unless they exactly have like trophy, right? Trophy or cast down are going to be the only things that let them trade, pay four mana, and then kill this on their turn. Right. Um, so otherwise, I mean, it's bigger than pretty much anything else at its spot in the curve. Uh, they can't cast non-creature spells. I'm not incredibly convinced that that's a, a downside, like a big downside. Yeah, I mean, in a green deck, you're so infrequently casting non-creature spells. And if you do have non-creature spells worth casting, maybe you can time it well that you can afford to pay the two mana. Yeah, like if you're looking at a deck like, I don't know, like Mono Green Stompy, uh, and certainly the different variants have different numbers of spells in them, but it's it's largely creatures. Uh, yeah. So, and like you need to cast something like you also have Llanowar Elves, so like you're going to be ahead of mana on your opponent anyway, so like maybe you can afford to pay two extra to cast your spell. I don't know. We'll have to see what happens. So I, I'm not convinced that the can't cast on creature spells is an enormous downside. Um, and then this is just like, it's a, it's a beater, and it's a little bit harder to kill. It's a little bit awkward to kill. Yeah. Um, I like thinking about it like a tax because Thalia has a similar play pattern where it's just kind of awkward to kill. Yeah. Right, it's annoying. Um, yeah. Thalia is a little different because it constrains their mana on, on everything, everything, right? right. Yeah. Uh, whereas but this, this cost, is only this is a slightly larger tax, but yeah, know, but also a significantly larger body. Yeah. Right. So like, whereas Thalia kind of sits there and it's like irritating because it has first strike too. <laughs> this is like hitting you for a lot. Yeah. Um, Chunks of damage. You might be able to kill it in combat too. Yeah. I this is so I I'm like not comfortable coming down really hard either way and saying the card is like unplayable or un. I, I mean I think it's pretty clear it's not unbeatable. Um, yeah. But it it seems like a card that could find a home. Um, my guess is. It's a, we're going to have to test it. Uh, this is one that I think you got to try out, see how it is. Um, I think it probably will be playable. Um, but like the kind of weird thing is people sometimes think like, oh, like cheap green creature with a lot of power and toughness, uh, mainly power with hexproof. You probably want it against control, right? But like this card, I think is actually better in like, grindier like kind of mirrors yeah just because like, it's resilient and like if they're yeah. not running like a ton of removal spells then this becomes a little bit harder to kill um i don't know i think it's an interesting card yeah. uh and it, it's a cool design um it's mythic so <laughs> keep that in mind if it ends up being a four of that that will not be great for your wallet but um it's a really it's a cool card and i i like to see wizards uh, continue to explore ways to uh, make variants of hexproof that are not. Yes, hexproof. this is one that I like a lot. I I'm interested to see the gameplay, but I really, really like that either player can pay. Yeah, it's just lovely. Yeah, it's so so weird. It feel yeah, it feels like a card that either was going to be like popular if it finds the right shell, or it just will never ever see this card cast in standard, like one or the other. Yeah, because I don't I don't really think you want it sideboard i don't know it's a weird card it's a weird card yeah next up is beast whisper same mana cost green green two uh, it's an elf druid and it's a two three and whenever you cast a creature spell you draw a card i wish it replaced itself uh because you want it to do something immediately yeah um because otherwise four mana for a two three that 
probably dies to like a two mana lightning strike or two mana cast down or two mana trophy or like anything. Um, yeah, because it's hard to imagine you casting something else that turn unless it's like turn five, you cast this and a land or else, and then you draw oh, a card. Feels terrible. <laughs> yeah, but at least you've already got value off it. What kind of, like, I'm, I just can't imagine. What scenario you're like, oh, on turn five, let me play this and Alanoar Elves. That's pretty unlikely, I think. To, <laughs> like, because when I see a four mana uh, green card that's whenever you cast a draw card, I think of Eidolon of Blossoms. And Eidolon of Blossoms, part of the reason it was so good, is certainly the synergy I have with everything else, but also because it replaced itself on entrance. So if your opponent killed it, they were already down a card. Um, this doesn't have that. I don't think this card will probably see a ton of play because of that. Um, it is a must answer, certainly, but we've had a lot of like, there's a lot of must answer green cards at like four that just don't get played because then your opponent answers them and then you're like well, behind. Yeah. Because it's too easy to kill, like just to, to trade down on mana when you play this card. Um, so I'm not super optimistic, but. Uh, I like it. Maybe people will do cool things with it. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, next cards. Uh, we have uh, a couple of uh, foreign language cards here. Uh, so we have Whispering Spy. This is black one for a 1-3 vampire rogue. So vampire. Uh, oh. Vampire travel. Vampire travel. Um, when you surveil for Wait, the... and we still have vampires from Ixalan. Yeah. Oh, oh, maybe vampires will come back. As maybe. if they were a thing. Hey, hey, maybe. please sound more optimistic. Uh, whenever you surveil, when you surveil, for the first time each turn, Whispering Spy deals one damage to each opponent and you gain one life. Yeah. Each opponent, two out of giant. Let's go. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think in Limited, this is a card you're probably pretty pumped to see. Uh, when you're in, like, you have a high density of surveil because it's, like, just kind of pinging, pinging, pinging. Especially if you have a card that can surveil every turn, and actually another one of these cards kind of does that. Oh. Um, it's it's nice. Uh, but other than that, like, I, it's it's a 1-3 for yeah. 2. Meh. Whatevs. Yeah. Uh, next we have, why don't we do the card that surveils every turn? So we have Night Veil Sprite. So uh, I was a little nervous when I saw Night Veil. Nightfall Spectre. Spectre. Woo. So, uh, although that was, you know, largely so good too because of its devotion. But uh, Nightfall Sprite is blue one for a one two with flying. Whenever Nightfall Sprite attacks, surveil one. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I really like that it's a one two because I just feel like it might stick around longer. Yeah. I could also see and it. you can keep attacking into their Night Veil sprite. You can. You just get the free surveil every turn. Yeah. Um, and this card is like, so in limited, I kind of like it. I like surveil. Surveilling value is pretty cool. Oh, yeah. I um, play this in limited. In standard, less, no. less good. <laughs> but, you know, like once in a while, these random tiny utility creatures, like Minister of Inquiries, right? Four of in a tier <laughs> deck. So, like, it can happen. Tiny yeah. amounts of value kind of accumulating. Uh, but, you know, two mana for it, probably not in standard. Yeah. Um, but, you know, cool card. Uh, we'd be happy to Very cool. I, I like this limited. repeated surveil. Yeah, I love surveilling. 
Yeah. Uh, I'm. I, I yeah I really I just I think you really you're you're a big fan of surveil and jumpstart. I am I'm a big fan of both of those. Just, I, I'm a, I'm a guy who likes value and uh, this is just value. Next we have Reign of Notions. This is blue block one sorcery. Surveil two. You draw two cards. Reign of Notions deals two damage to you. Ooh. Yeah. So three mana. So it's a better version of Read the Bones. Yeah. Uh, and Read the Bones saw play as so like a four of in Grix's control uh, when it was tap out, right? So if there's a tap out control deck uh, in standard, you want this card if you're in blue and black. Otherwise, you might not want this card. <laughs> so you would play the jumpstart four mana over this? Yes. Yes. But I might play... Depending on what the control decks look like, like there have been times in standards past where like control decks have played the more expensive draw spells and a couple of cheaper draw spells. Mm. I could see running some kind of a split, but based on how the control, the blue-white control deck is shaping up right now, I don't really see a good reason to go like Esper. And if you do, now you need black on turn three, which I guess you could probably pull off. But blue-white, which it seems like the premier control deck right now, is a Drago control deck. And on turn three, you need to hold up the new Dissolve. New canceled you don't yeah. want to tap out for, a, like, a read the book. Yeah, so I, I, I you know. Uh, yeah. But in, the, in a tap-out shell, I think the card is very good. Yeah. Because, I mean, the having the Surveil before you draw is nice but it doesn't Totes. have the recast ability yeah and uh i in limited i like it i i you know I, i'm a fan of three mana draw two uh in this card is just three mana draw two with like a lot of upside because surveil two you know it's just so much better than scry especially in this limited format where you're filling your graveyard and synergizing with overgrowth or whatever undergrowth <laughs> and uh jumpstart and you know, so I, I'm pretty excited for this card in uh, in limited, and in standard we'll, we'll see uh, if the shell exists or not. Nifty. And then we have secrets of the mausoleum. <gasps> I wonder if they hang out with mausoleum wanderer. Ooh. Oh wait, this is an instant, not a person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is black one, instant. Search your library for a black card. Oh, it has undergrowth. Search your library for a black card with converted mana cost less than or equal to the number of creature cards in your graveyard. Reveal it and put it in your hand. Then shuffle your library. Mm, so a two-mana tutor that you probably... Okay, I definitely cannot cast on turn two. Yeah, absolutely. But in my mind, that's totally fine. Oh, yeah. Because... Who's casting tutors on turn two? Yeah, you don't need a tutor on turn two. That's not what you do. Um, I... Like, tutors for two mana at instant speed, like, is insane. Um, And the real question just comes down to the fact that this has two downsides, right? One is that it limits your tutor target to a black card. Right. And two, you need creatures in your graveyard. But I just am not super convinced that those are big downsides. Like, honestly, the card kind of reminds me of Traverse the Open Walls. I was just thinking that. Yeah. But Be- and it, even was... the same shell. Yeah. Right? Like, you're like, oh, like, fill up my graveyard, grindy, like, let me look for whatever, 
random target finish the game yeah, yeah like it completely has that feel yeah i i like this card a lot and i could really see this getting a lot of play in I'm so curious what the target will be yeah i know well that's the other thing right is there have to actually be cards worth getting with this worth like targeting and i think usually there will be it um, can be multicolor, right like black mm-hmm, x mm-hmm. absolutely absolutely like a dargan dargans totally dargans uh planeswalkers um yeah whatever you want you can get oh right black Black card not just creature yeah oh equal to the number of creature but any black card yeah 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 you play with painter servant turn your whole deck black and then you can get any card you get a land (laughs) whatever you want um so yeah uh i think this card is really good and i think it it adds you know is another piece in this hypothetical deck we've been talking about this like black green x deck that wants oh. to fill up its graveyard with you know grave milling and then use like undergrowth and whatnot to to get a lot of value um so Oof. yeah Sounds yeah uh and that brings us to the end of our spoilers for tonight uh any any set is starting to emerge here do you have any what's your favorite card from tonight from tonight from tonight let's just say actually, tonight you unless know, you like really cards like, from other nights i really like the the green card with uh hex proof that you can remove yeah I, re- I really like that design um and i'm actually really excited to see this green black deck shape up yeah yeah like because th- those are two colors that i really really enjoy playing and i think like i totally want to play assassin's trophy yeah i am curious if this hex proof ish creature sees play i want to tutor for something like this yeah. kind of grindy game. You played a little bit of Snake, right? Back in the yeah. day. Some black green back when it was grindier. Yeah, this totally sounds like my cup of tea. So yeah. I'm excited to see that continue to shape up. That'll be fun. And yeah. I just can't wait to put Ugh. Chemister's Insight into control and play Guild Summit. <laughs> we're going to, right, listen, guys, the guilds have arrived. We're having a summit. And uh, yeah. It's so sad, though, because Asperia looks like Asperia is uh, the one who kind of gathers the guilds who, spirit is the uh head of the azorius ah. and is also the one whose head is the trophy oh no on assassins oh no what happened yeah so vraska kills Asperia, so oh. that presumably so that bulls can install his own planeswalker there so vraska very rude very sad very don't sad. kill people not nice yeah well she'll remember when jace is like wake up wake up bae come on bae <laughs> so yeah that's uh that's it for tonight uh thanks for listening we'll be back tomorrow with more spoilers um uh, thank you to new england comics who you can find on facebook at nec coolidge and to flipside gaming who you can find at flipsidegaming.com i'm ryan i'm katie and this is spoiler, spoiler season, season.